At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Minnesota Tim Jake's Takes Madness With no regard for human life It is a Thursday morning and you know what that intro means It's Jake's Takes Day and we need to hear Jake's takes thoughts on the Vikings' loss to the team that lives in Tampa, the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah. We also need to hear his thoughts on the Vikings' matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. And if you live in Minnesota, it'll probably be on a local TV station as well, just because that's typically what they do. But before we move into these conversations with Jacob, I need to tell you about Oakland Farm. Oakland Farm is owned by Jared, and they have rotationally grazed 100% grass-fed Hereford beef. This stuff is grade A material. It, they sell it in quarters and halves, but you can try before you buy a quarter or a half, and you can buy some custom sample packs to see if this is the right fit for you. This beef has no medication or antibiotics. You can come for a visit and know where your beef comes from. Contact Jared at 952-491-1541 or check out their Facebook page at facebook.com slash Hokeland Farm. So H-O-K-E L-U-N-D farm, or you can email them at hoaklandfarm2012 at gmail.com. Again, H-O-K-E-L-U-N-D farm2012 at gmail.com. 20% off your first order if you tell them you heard about them on the Minnesota Tim podcast. Contact Jared today, 952-491-1541, and get 20% off by just mentioning the Minnesota Tim podcast. Do it today. All right, Jacob. Can can I mention the Minnesota Tim podcast and get 20% off? Oh, absolutely. I was thinking I would do that myself. No. <laughs> I was thinking I would call Jared and say, Hi, my name is Darlene, and I would like 20% off my order by mentioning the Minnesota Tim podcast. Is that okay? And then Jared would be like, Tim, I'll just give you 20% off. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a good deal. You know what I was thinking this morning? Yeah. Honestly, I don't. No, I don't actually. That's 
that I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. It's a was it a rhetorical question? Mostly. I mean, you could have guessed if you wanted to, but yeah, you're not going to know the answer. Um, okay, well, let me let me see if I can guess. I guess now well, there's two things that I'm thinking about. Okay. What was Jacob thinking about this morning? I think you were thinking why cocoa puffs makes milk black. No, that's no. pretty. That's a pretty obvious one. Okay. Well, first I'm thinking about how this my hair over here is kind of like sticking out, but that's neither here nor there. No, just the ability to make oneself, like to entertain oneself slash make oneself laugh, is such like an underrated. I feel like life quality. Hmm. And I'm a little bit of a narcissist, but every time I hear that guitar intro, I just kind of chuckle to myself. <laughs> Don't be a narcissist. I just I'm entertained by myself, you know. Well, like I, that was a funny bit. It, it gets me almost every week. There's a lot of words that sound like what they mean. Like you say a word, and sometimes it's like that word sounds like its definition. Like the word hyperbole. The word hyperbole sounds like the definition of hyperbole, if you know what I mean. Sure. It does and a good job of yeah, sounding like what it means. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you say the word narcissist. And like that word is the exact opposite. It sounds like a word that doesn't mean what it means. But when I, someone and, says narcissist, my thought goes to, wow, they really think they're bad at their job. But then I Googled it one day and I'm like, it actually thinks they're it actually means they think they're exceptional at their job. When, and then that it's more that they're like full of themselves, right? Like exactly, they, they, yeah. To yeah. be like fully within one's like, you know. So like, and it usually has like a negative connotation. So I don't even mean it as like a negative, you know, more so I just, I don't know. I just, I guess it was a roundabout way again to bring out how I had a great bit. You yeah, know, I think like it's two fantastic. months later. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think we should talk about it two months from now and say how great it was. Yeah, and maybe I'll find a new song at some point and we'll... Get a new intro, but I mean, it's hard to top madness. I mean, that's that's the bee's knees right there. That is true. Yeah. Before we dive into the Vikings' loss mm-hmm. and their future win against the Eagles, okay, love the confidence. <laughs> we got to hear about your game last week. So, mm. you didn't like your chances going into Week One, mm-hmm. and uh, you were being the opposite of a narcissist. And I came to you and said, I don't think you're valuing your head coaching enough. Mm. You clearly will outcoach the other uh, team. And your team is going to win that football game. Well, you told me your team was going to have to win 6-0 to zero if you wanted to win week one. Well, give the listeners and me a little update on what happened. Yeah, I was a little nervous, you know, because last week we were still, you know, fumbling some snaps, and it just wasn't crisp yet. And now it's only been a couple weeks, so it's that's every year, right? It's third, eighth graders, they're not crisp. Um, <laughs> got a got a three and out to start the game, and first play from offense was like about a sixty yard touchdown run. Mm. So that was an exciting way to start. Two point conversion, we got it. Mm. Mm. And then kind of back and forth with, like, moving the ball a little bit and punts and stuff. And then um, we had got a turnover. It was very nice. Uh, one of our cornerbacks, they tried. So Annandale tried to run the same play twice in a row. Mm. So it was risky. Can't, can't get that past Jacob. No. Nope. Well, I, I didn't do anything about it. But, no. <laughs> so they ran, like, double hitches. 
and then they did it again. So our corner actually read that the guy was going to do a hitch, and he jumped the route, picked it off. We were at so then we had so then we had a chance to score before halftime. We had 15 seconds left. I called like basically like a hail mary more or less. And the annexation of Puerto Rico, pretty much. And it was we we're 20, 25 yards away or something like that. And he scrambled off to the right, spun around, scrambled off back to the left. There was a kid just standing in the end zone, holding his hands in the air, and he, you know, launched it deep. Anadol corner kind of was there, and actually was our uh, our guy kind of jumped up higher than him, kind of over him a little bit, and caught it for a touchdown. Um, well, that's all coaching, just empowering your players to make plays. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna sit on this ball and take a eight zero lead into halftime. Let's go. See if we can get more. Yeah. So second half was pretty uneventful. Very end. Annandale scored a touchdown. Um, so we won 14 to 8. They got a little mad when we kneeled the ball to <laughs> finish the game. But there was we got the ball back with like a minute left. So we ran one run or two. They called their last timeouts. And then we got a first down. Come so on, they, play the game. There was like 35 seconds left. So we need it. I was like, I mean. Was the crowd yelling at you? No. Oh, no. Just the opposing team. Yeah. Okay. They were, yeah, Ando's always a little bit of a tough one. I don't know. They're very nice people, but I don't know. There's something about the, the matchup that always is a little bit of tension. A little fiery. A little fiery, yeah. There's just something about it. So, it was a good one. I didn't think we'd get that one. So How how worth it is punting in eighth grade football? They mark off 30 yards. So they just oh, walk, okay. We walk and flip. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. I'm like, Nin- when you said you punted, whole... yep. I'm like, how worth it is to is it to punt? Yes, yeah, so, and some like I've had kids that can we, we practice it a little bit. They can they can punt at 30, 35 yards sometimes, but no, they just walk ninth grade, they do like full kickoff, punt return, punt, all that stuff. Um eighth grade, just with the time and the skill, they just do offense defense essentially. Well, Carl Anthony Towns wanted to weigh in on your win against Annandale. That's what I was. I was rocking around the Annandale Cardinal Field. You know, my first Annandale win in four years of going there or going against them. It's this is what movies is made of. Yeah, that's what I, I told. So. That's what we did in the huddle too. We broke down at the end. <laughs> I love it. All right, so your name says mm. Tank for Caleb, which is referring to Tank for Caleb Williams mm. after the Vikings opening. Did I they put loss? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Versus the Buccaneers. What? Uh, what? Uh, give Give me your overall takeaways. I've I've been sharing my thoughts throughout the game all week long. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield knew the defensive th- signals by the Vikings. The Vikings offense had three turnovers. Give it to me. Give Give yeah. give, give me something good. I mean the Baker thing. I don't hardly care about that. I mean. What they passed for a hundred yards in the second half, the Bucks did. So it's not like they really used it to any advantage. Um, defense was fine for the most part. Offense, as lame as a, as much as a cop out as it kind of is, I didn't think they played that poorly. I think they just had some very I don't want to say it's kind of unlucky. I don't know if there's a better word for it, mm-hmm. but like untimely. Just, yeah, like uncharacteristic, like things that just don't normally happen in a football game, right? That Ed Ingram elbow thing, like, yeah, there's, there's nothing like practice wise you have, like, 
that literally went how you know how long we've been watching football. You've never seen. Sometimes you see a lineman step on a quarterback. Blah 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 blah. I've never ever even any level of football seen a lineman accidentally bump the hand trying to do a pull like that. I mean that's just literally a one in a million kind of thing. And like that interception by K, you know the KJ one, like he essentially had the ball in the corner, you know more or less ripped it out of there. Like it was just kind of some fluky, unlucky, untimely turnovers and plays that just. Because as well as things, I don't know if you felt the same way. Sitting there watching it, you just kind of kept going, well, clearly the Vikings have a better overall team. Totally. They're going to put it together. All they need is one drive, and they're going to get it done. Like, they, you kind of kept waiting for it to happen, where it's going to it's gonna be an ugly, ugly win, but they are the better team, and it just never happened. Which, I mean, that part of that's the NFL thing, right? Most weeks, any given Sunday, right? Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. <laughs> there is truth to that. That's why like, we play the game. There is truth to that. Also, some fluky things happen, and anybody, you know, anybody can beat anybody. So, I mean, look at the Chiefs, the way they weird, uncharacteristic things that happen in their game, right? And the Lions took advantage. Obviously, the Lions are better than the Bucks, but the Chiefs are better than the Vikings. So, point is, anybody, I mean, it, it does happen. So, I, I think not. Yeah, go ahead. Not, worried about the team but with the schedule is why it becomes worrisome that's all yeah was what was more disappointing to me was yeah you know you have the three turnovers in the first half well going into halftime you're still tied 10 to 10 which was disappointing because Mm -hmm. with the way that they were driving down the field you would think that they would had some sort of lead at halftime Mm-hmm. But coming out of halftime, you're still feeling good about yourself because you 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 think to yourself, well, you had three turnovers, but yet you're still tied with yep. Tampa. You weathered you put, the storm. Yeah, yes. weathered the storm. Yeah. Yes, you put some drives together in the second half, and this game should be yours. Well, mm-hmm. they didn't. They, mm-hmm. they 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 scored one touchdown in the second half, but we had several three and outs, and mm-hmm. it was almost like an exact replica of last season with like four to five minutes left. The Vikings had the ball. Kirk Cousins led 10 game winning drives last season. Mm -hmm. And there's four to five minutes left. Vikings had the ball and you would think Kirk Cousins is kind of like, Oh, he's going to do it again. It's going to be another magical season. Well, we went three and out. We punted the ball away and we never got the ball back. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, as amazing as last season was, as magical as it was, and we were saying this before the season started, so it's not like this is shocking to anybody, but week one just confirmed our thoughts before the season that last season is not, you can't replicate it. Yeah, 11 and 0 one score games. Yeah, we talked about it in the before, you know, the weeks before the season. That that's not going to happen again, right? More realistic. Even if you have eleven one score games, you're probably more like going seven and four, or six and five, or if you're really good, eight and three, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's a perfect example of last year. They got every single one of those, right? Every single time they somehow clutched up a drive and made it happen. And you know, the Bucks in inversely kind of did that, right? They go for it on fourth down, deep, kind of deeper in their own side of the field. Then they go for it. Baker has that run. I mean, they they went out and did what they could to win the game in the end, too, which you got to respect that they kind of, you know, put some riskiness out on the table and it worked out for them. So totally. What were your thoughts on the defense with Flores? I mean, obviously we had the Baker Mayfield knowing the defensive signals, which we already touched on. But 
the defense looked a lot better mm-hmm. than they did last season. But in the second half, I was a little disappointed with how Baker, you know, he only threw for, what, 111 yards in the second half. But yep. um, I read a statistic yesterday on the podcast that said with two minutes and 39 seconds left in the second quarter, Mayfield for the rest of the game went 18 for 23, had 161 yards and two touchdowns. So I guess you could argue that at that point of the game, he probably understood the defensive signals like right before halftime. And because yes. um, he went into halftime saying he knew. Um, yes. And before that, he had like 12 drives. Or no, no, no. Six drives, five punts. And he threw for a total of 12 passing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so give me your overall feel on the the defense. Yep, it, it looked better. The the biggest thing, and it, I'll steal the take a little bit of, uh, I believe it was Mr. Ben Lieber. I don't remember if it was during the Vikings post game or I don't remember where I, or maybe even Twitter. I don't remember where he said it, but. Essentially, the difference is the Vikings need to establish some pressure with just the front four because that was almost non-existent, right? The only way we were getting to Baker was with some sort of blitz, and then Baker was actually starting to read it pretty well. Again, it wasn't a killer killer, but he started to read it. He understood where to go, a lot of check downs, short passes, and he was hitting guys. And when we didn't bring any kind of blitz... Baker, you know, he could have read a book in the pocket and thrown it anywhere he wanted, right? So that's what needs to change. And I don't know if that's a personnel issue or if that's a scheme issue. I mean, because at the end of the day, like, you got to be able to, again, you're not going to necessarily go sack him every time he drops back to pass, just bring four guys, right? But you got to be able to close in the pocket a little bit, make him uncomfortable. I don't think Baker was uncomfortable really at any point in that second half, so... That's what. That's the only thing that not the only thing, but the main thing that needs to improve or change is can those front guys can Daniel Hunter actually make his money? Right, go put some pressures on the quarterback, you know, things like that. That that was mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I think still has a ways to go compared to the rest of it. the rest of it looked okay, mm-hmm. um, better than last year we think. So yeah, well let's ask Jacob about his chances the Vikings have. Mm. to beat the Eagles on Thursday Night Football. But first, let me tell you about Snap Fitness of Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R. Snap Fitness of Mayer has fitness options for all levels and ages. They have personal and group training. And it is free enrollment if you said you heard about them on the Minnesota Tim Podcast. You can contact them at 952-247-1354. You can email them at Mayer. M-A-Y-E-R-M-N at snapfitness.com. And you can check out their website at www.snapfitness.com backslash Mayor Minnesota. M-A-Y-E-R. Check them out today. Call them 952-247-1354. Free enrollment if you tell them you heard about them on the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Okay, so Jacob, any given Sunday. That's why we play the game. Do you give the Vikings any chance, and if you do, give a percentage, that they go into Philadelphia and win? Yeah, I mean, so the beauty and the curse for us this year, I think, will be that given the Vikings' offense, I think they they can be in every game. You know, Addison looks like he's going to be the real deal. You know, uh, Jefferson, Addison, Hawkinson – 
there's probably not a whole lot of receiving cores out there that are going to rival that one. Like it's probably towards the top, maybe not the top, you know, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Goddard's probably in there. You know, there's some teams that have some guys, right. But the Vikings have all the weapons in the world, the running backs. I'm not overly impressed with Madison, but I think between Madison and Chandler, I think Chandler's going to get more and more reps as we go. He's a little different kind of a running back. I think they're going to end up splitting more, but they're going to be serviceable, right? They're going to be good enough as running backs to move the ball. Mm-hmm. So, the two, right, it comes down to, A, can we block for Kirk enough? You know, that'll be a little nerve-wracking. Bradbury's out. Yeah. You know, perhaps against, if it's not the best front seven, it's in the top three, you know, in the Eagles. And so that's number one, can we block? And then number two, obviously, again, can we pressure somebody like Jalen Hurts who has some mobility? Because that seems every team struggles with mobility because I always laugh when they, man, we just can't seem to, we're, you know, defensively, like, man, the mobile quarterbacks just get us every time. It's like, well, they kind of get everybody every time. That's why they're <laughs> so good. Like, that's nobody was stopping Michael Vick. Nobody was stopping Jalen Hurts. Nobody yeah. stops Josh. I mean, I guess Josh Allen got stopped this last week. But mobile quarterbacks who can throw are like, that's the whole point. That's why they dominate because at any given moment, they could just take off and run and be an effective runner. But can we contain them? Can we get some pressure on them? Maybe. But our offense should be able to up somewhat we think maybe mm-hmm. eagles have a couple injuries and in the uh they have a safety that's out um so i percentage 15 20 percent i don't know mm. oh, come on but they'll keep up i don't think well i shouldn't i mean they've been blown up before but i don't think it's going to be a blowout the eagles weren't overly impressive against the patriots you know the patriots were down big early and the patriots came all the way back um had a chance to win so i you know they have, they'll be in it. It's just a matter of, again, just one score game. Like at Philly, can they make the drive when it counts? You know, they're 0 for 1. Let's see if they can do it tonight. It really does seem like it's going to come down to a battle between the offense and defensive line, mm-hmm. between the Vikings and Eagles. I mean, they say how many times games are won in the trenches, and it seems like this is like grade A game one in the trenches. Like, mm-hmm. entering this game, my thought is I just hope Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. With the interior as weak as it is, with Ezra Cleveland, Ed Ingram, and Schlotman. Schlotman's probably the best of the three, and he's a backup. Yep. I mean, uh, I just, whew, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. There is reason that. to be concerned. There yes. is reason. <laughs> it's like we do have amazing weapons on the outside with all those guys that you listed. But like might not matter. It might not matter if the pocket is collapsing on Kirk Cousins every single play. And you know the Vikings brought in this Josh Oliver guy to basically be a blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings rush for barely any yardage in week one. So are they going to use him as a pass blocking tight end for this week just because you got to give Kirk Cousins more time. Yeah. But the more guys you bring back to block well then it makes the guys that are going out for wide receiver routes that much easier to cover yeah there's less of them for sure no they might have to i mean they they rely on that play action right so if if they can they need to do better with establishing the run i mean doesn't like not we're not gonna run the ball 30 times but madison wasn't really effective slash the alignment you know the whole running game wasn't effective so that needs to be better right because a lot of our play 
you know, our passing plays come from the ability to keep an extra blocker, but it's because we're doing play action that we're going to get guys open down the field. So that's also a thing that has to happen. Now, um, anything else in the Eagles game now? Is I have a question for you. Oh, uh, let's hear your question. Related to the Vikings. Related to my tank for Caleb. Now, yes. this won't happen. I'm not saying it should happen. But I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a team. And again, they wouldn't do this. So it, it's a moot point. But I just think it's an interesting, like... The Jets? The Jets, who maybe lost a quarterback. Now, he's going to be back next year. That's that's They're not going to do this. But... If you're the Vikings, let's say you lose, and maybe you're also you're one and three, one and four or something. I I honestly think as much I do love Kirk Cousins, I do think he's an effective quarterback. Given the roster with some of these, that you know we're going young. Everybody's gotten young, right? On the, our team, we've gotten younger at every position. We've got rid of a lot of our older guys. I think you could make an argument that. Trading because now the Jets have a first round pick available because Aaron yeah. Rodgers ain't Aaron Rodgers ain't playing sixty five percent of snaps. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know if how that works if they could trade that or if it's since it's connected to a trade. You know, again, this is a hypothetical. That's not going to happen. But trading Kirk Cousins on his final year, right? Mm-hmm. Jets try to win a Super Bowl. They have the defense to do it. We just ride it out. You, you give Jaron Hall some snaps, <laughs> pretending you're seeing if he's good, and then, you know, Caleb Williams, reset. You have a couple receivers under the age of 24, whatever they are, right? You bring in a quarterback that's right there with him the same age, and you got your young defense, and you got your, you know, young skill position guys, and... Next year, are you one of the better teams in the league? Well, I don't know. I'm just yeah. asking. Just asking. Obviously, the Vikings organization is not going to do this. Correct. I trade. know. I know. However, 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 when I think about it, why wouldn't they? Like, if they somehow landed Caleb Williams from USC. Do you know how legendary the statuses of Quessy and Kevin O'Connell would be in Minnesota forever? Like, mm-hmm. if, if Caleb Williams is as good as advertised in the NFL and somehow the Vikings landed him by trading Kirk Cousins to the Jets who need a quarterback to want any chance at reaching a Super Bowl with a Super Bowl roster around them, why wouldn't they do this? Like... When they look at the Viking season, whatever they called it for 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 years since they, since they've landed in the organization, it's a competitive rebuild. Mm-hmm. And like we all know, the best chance to win a Super Bowl is to get an amazing roster with a quarterback on a rookie deal, mm-hmm. and that quarterback being capable of winning a Super Bowl. You know, you can't by year two or three or four having yep. Usually not rookie year, obviously, but yeah, year two, three, four, you have a rookie quarterback who figures it out. It's like, I feel like at this point, the Vikings would be stupid not to do this deal. (laughs) Like, why not? You're not, uh, yeah, because, I mean, it depends what your goal is, right? That's kind of always the balance. 
are you going all out to win a Super Bowl or are you trying to find that magic in a bottle? However you mm -hmm. want to say it, right? Because you have somebody like, you know, Rams are a little different situation, right? But they went all in on a Super Bowl. They said, I don't care what happens afterward. We are going to go get a Super Bowl. And they made every move possible to do it. They got it done. Now, they have won their first game last week. You know, last week they beat the Seahawks. But otherwise, last year was bad. Their roster is not in good shape. A lot of old guys, a lot of dead money. You know, they're not going to be a Super Bowl team for a couple years at minimum, right? They're just mm -hmm. not. They're, they might be a decent team. You know, they might go up and down. They're not going to be a Super Bowl team unless they get really, 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 really lucky. The Vikings have never, you know, you always see those stats, like, about best records in the NFC since 1990. And the Vikings are always towards the top of that list, right? Or best, whatever. And best record this, this, that, whatever. The Vikings never tank. They never do. It's the, they never end up as one of those one, two, three, four lost teams. I think five wins, I think maybe once or twice, six wins, six and 10, they used to go. That'd be about the worst they would ever be, right? They always are kind of a couple steps away from a Super Bowl and a couple steps away from actually trying to rebuild with getting some elite players. Mm -hmm. So, to your, right, are you trying to be just like a competitive team that we'll see if the car does the thing, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'll hustle. A competitive team that just tries to catch magic in a bottle, right? You get all the right pieces, you're paying a quarterback, and you just hope it works out. But you're always going to be 9 and 8, 10 and 7, 11 and 6. You're going to be in that range. You're a good team. But are you really a Super Bowl contender? Probably not, unless you get really lucky. Or are you going to go all out for a Super Bowl, which would be, in this instance, probably trying to get Caleb Williams. And there's other quarterbacks, too. Honestly, this quarterback draft is loaded, apparently. I'm not a college football expert. But they, they, they're they talking about multiple. Like, there's could be four or five quarterbacks going in the first, like, 10, 15 picks. Yeah. And they're all supposed to be good. Obviously, Caleb Williams is the best. But there's other guys that, you know, that are supposed to be good. So mm -hmm. Super Bowl, right. Rookie contract, Super Bowl team in two years. Like, okay, that's, that seems realistic. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, the question, it'd be crazy, the, risky, but uh, if you're trying you to think about Bowl, it more and more, it's like, let, 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 let's reword the question. When w w would you rather have okay one bad year this year? Okay, let's make this year the bad year. You got a tough schedule, anyways. Correct. Would you rather have this year be the bad year? Let's say you draft the second best quarterback in the draft. Right. Let's so say getting, the Cardinals getting get to number the, one. Getting to the number one pick would be tough. But There's let's say some, you draft the yeah. second best quarterback in the draft. Yep. Would you rather have 15 sustainable, amazing years with a franchise quarterback with a chance to win a Super Bowl on his rookie deal? Or are you or would you rather finish this season eight and nine, miss out on the playoffs by two games? You go into the offseason with a bunch of quarterback questions like is Kirk Cousins gonna be back? You're kind of just like far enough down the draft where you can't really draft that franchise guy that everyone's labeling mm -hmm. a franchise guy. And if he's a franchise guy, who knows? I mean, Trey Lance was selected in the yep. top three. But like, you know, there's these franchise guys that people label franchise guys. And are you going to miss out on one of those guys by going eight and nine? So are you going to have to take a stab at a quarterback in the third or fourth or fifth round? And then you're kind of doing this exact same thing all over again. Mm -hmm. What would you rather do? I, I think the answer is obvious. Yep. Oh, and the tougher part too, and getting way down the road here, 
there's if you look at like we're so going like, down the road, man. If, let's say down. we don't want to extend Kirk, right? It sounds like you know we clearly must not want to because unless the information is wrong, he offered to take a pay cut, you know, kind of extend the deal, not for like as much money as you know, kind of do a more team friendly deal, two or three years, try to help the team win a Super Bowl, right? That was the report a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and the Vikings didn't do it, right? So clearly, I mean. I don't know what they'd be waiting for, right? In terms of Kirk, because you're not going to get him at a price lower, right? You just whatever that deal ended up being, maybe three years for sixty million, something like that, right? Like, if they didn't do that already, they must not be sold one thousand percent on Kirk, right? They like Kirk; he's, he makes us a winning team for the most part. But they must not love him. They must not necessarily want him the next three years. Mm-hmm. But let's say you don't have Kirk. Now, to your point, we finished eight nine this year, toughest schedule. Um, things are, you know, whatever, eight, nine, tough, right? Now you don't have Kirk. The free agent quarterback market is zero. That doesn't happen, right? It's mm-hmm. You're looking at guys like the Jets are looking at right now, which are like, can we sign Joe Tom Flacco? <laughs> can we sign Tom Brady? Can we sign Colin Kaepernick's available? Can we yeah. sign, you know, Somebody else's, you know, Jared Stidham. Can we trade for him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then again, to your point, we're drafting at pick 14 next year for eight, nine or something like that. Right. Who are you drafting at? I mean, are we starting Nick Mullins, Jared, Jaron Hall, or whoever we would pick at pick 14. So like it could turn interesting very quickly. Obviously I, they must have some sort of plan for Kirk. I don't know if they're just going to wait till after the season, and but you can't go into next season with a low to mid first round pick and no Kirk Cousins. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you're just it. You can't. So I don't know what they got planned up, but it's. I really wish I knew what they had planned because you have convinced me that the Vikings should tank for one of these top <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> but but it is it's interesting. I mean, because like in my lifetime, like there's only been a couple of like quote unquote like really tank seasons. I mean, for the most part, we're always seven and nine, eight and eight, ten, mm-hmm. nine and seven. Like it's just, and, or then you have a couple of good years, right? Those lucky years where everything happens to work out. I think I remember one three and thirteen season where like everything just went wrong with like mm-hmm. Leslie Frazier or something like that. Yeah, and that right, that could be yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, because we picked like Anthony Barr was he's like fourth overall. No, yeah. Wasn't he like fourth overall? Yeah, he was pretty early. So mm-hmm. it, it does happen from time to time, but this here, maybe I'll wrap this conversation with, we, with our, the way the Vikings are, right. This is, this is my first thought. Let's say we do it right. We get picked. We're third overall. So we're going to get our, <laughs> yeah. pick. we're so excited about it. Right. Cause Houston, between Houston Panthers Cardinals, there's, there's going to be some competition for pick one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the Vikings are that bad. Cause they really do have a decent roster overall. Like they're mm-hmm. not, one of the worst teams in the league by roster wise. Well, um, Justin Jefferson holds out. Well, honestly, yeah, though, we can talk about that in a second, quick. But um, with the Vikings' luck, or not luck, but the way that things go, right? With the fourth overall pick, we're going to pick Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about that. Think about think that. About that receiver receiver room. <laughs> <laughs> but to Jefferson's point, though. If you're Jefferson, you just I know Rodgers is a very different human being in terms of he's 39 or 40, whatever he is. I'm more on the player side than I used to be because part of it is we blindly cheer for just, you know, 
at the end of the day, we're just cheering for a color, right? Totally. These random guys that come into our lives and wear a purple shirt. And we just <laughs> like, we, you know, that's, yeah. that's all we got. Right. Totally. <laughs> um, so at the, it's for the fans perspective, you're always thinking about the team because we don't move. We don't change fandom. We should probably, but we don't. Right. So we stay with the Vikings. So the, the names that come through our lives are usually just kind of names, right? We don't really, we care about them, of course, but mm-hmm. if you're Justin Jefferson, why don't you hold out? Especially you, you lose a game or two now again. Say we're one and three or four. He is looking at life. I mean, life changing money, right? Life. Yeah. Like, let's say you tore, tears his ACL. You tear your ACL. Will he still get a contract? Yes. Will it be the same? Absolutely not. You know, will it still change his life? Yes, it probably should. Right. It'll still be enough that he'd be hopefully set for life. Kids, kids, whatever. You know, everyone has money, but he's looking at the richest, potentially the richest contract in NFL history. Definitely for a wide receiver. For, for a non-quarterback, yeah. Sorry, yeah. for a non-quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you are Justin Jefferson, where it sounds like, again, news, who knows, but it sounds like he has been negotiating in good faith. He played ball, right? He didn't pull a Hawkinson and act like he had an injury. You know, he was there for practice, OTAs, he's there. He's doing everything he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. He's Apparently, he's negotiating and he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And the Vikings are dragging their toes just a little bit. You know, whatever the details are, who knows, right? Millions of dollars or incentives or what the years, what I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But he's playing ball. And at some point, if things aren't going super great, why would you risk $100 million, whatever the contract ends up being, right, at the risk of all of a sudden you blow out an ACL, you break Is a leg. Is it possible to lose respect? Is it possible to lose respect for a player for not holding out? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You, historically, you're right. Someone sits out. Again, we're fans cheering for a color. Why are they not playing for our team? Come on, the heart and soul. You know? Come on, they're soft. Like, get, you, play, you signed a contract. It's like, well, first of all, he signed a contract. He has to because he's a rookie. But what? Yeah. I mean, do you? Do things in your job, right? If things are you, you make decisions for your life, right? Yeah. And don't and I I will never I loathe the argument. He's already making ten million dollars anyway. That's <laughs> plenty of money. Come on, like show up. <laughs> like who are I mean so if you <laughs> go into a bar anywhere, that's what you'll hear. I know you'll hear it every time. It's like, well, yeah, but if he's he's worth right in terms of what he brings to a team if he's worth 35 million in one year i would probably be sitting out too because then next year i'm just going to get 35 or 40 million or whatever ends up being yeah you know it's and and you can't relate you know professional sports are not you know small town minnesota business yes (laughs) it's not not the way it works it's not a not an equal comparison about money these guys aren't living in three bedroom houses with two toilets and driving right. around minivans. These guys have seven bedrooms, eight toilets for each bedroom. And yeah. They're and they're just worth different. The, you know, yeah. you think about the flow of how they bring in money for it, how they make a team better, which brings the team money, which brings the stadium money, which brings the, you know, like, blah, 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 like the TV, money. Like, it's all wrapped into value, right? We all watch every single Sunday. That's why they get paid what they get paid. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Totally. So it's he's worth what he's worth, and I wouldn't blame him at any point here if he just decided. No, if we're obviously a winning team, that would suck a little bit more. You know, if we're things are rolling and he decided to pull that, that would sting because at some point you are still loyal to the team to a certain respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would. I I'm, I was kind of surprised that he was has been so good about it so far. Seriously, so yeah, because yeah. he, he wouldn't have receivers be. are difficult to oh, work with sure. too. Like their egos are off the charts. Mm-hmm. And, and he's go, been good. Even Randy Moss was difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. As great as as much as I love Randy, Stefan Diggs. I mean, just go up and down the line. Mm-hmm. You look at wide receivers all all around the league, and lots of them. Lots of them have are, are difficult, and JJ has not been. All right, before we wrap up, and we had this long conversation about tanking for Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. There's one team and one coach standing in the way of tanking. For Caleb Williams. And we know it's the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. But like, I have a video to play from this head coach. And this is what's standing in the way. From the Vikings acquiring Caleb Williams, if they do indeed tank, hypothetically. Welcome back. Who drove over here? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? You got fire in your gut? Did you? We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted. Okay, we're here for a reason to win games. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand, I'm looking for killers. And that's why the Vikings are not going to acquire the number one overall pick (laughs) if they tank for Caleb Williams. Did you drive here? Did you yeah. take the bus? <laughs> that's a little. That's, that's kind of rough. That's that's a, that's a rough speech right there. He's a young. I don't remember the exact. Isn't he a first time coach? Right, and he's really young. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon. He's on the Vikings. Yeah, coaching for, staff a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, and he is young. He's like thirty nine or something. Yeah, I'm sure he <laughs> means well. <laughs> hey, they almost won honestly, week one. They did, but well, it was Washington. Yeah. You know, and, you know, honestly, last year, let's say last year at this time, could anyone in the world have said, yeah, week one of 2023, I cannot wait for Joshua Dobbs versus Sam Howell? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have even known which, why well, I guess Howell we would have known was Washington. They literally signed a guy a week before the season started and said, yeah, you're better than the guys we got now. So Josh Dobbs sounds like a kick returner in like 2005. Wasn't there, like, wasn't there like a Cribs? Yeah, Josh Cribs or something. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought of. But yeah, no, Josh Dobbs is like the epitome of like, I am not trying to win this game. <laughs> and he obviously played okay, but it's just like, you, yeah, you're not taking yourself yeah. seriously if that's what you're doing. Yeah, They cut Colt McCoy, who's been one of the best backups in the NFL for years. Well, but to a side note, though, like he's also terrible. Yeah, as like a starter, like you know, if you think about like putting him out there as a starter, like I, I did love the like. Well, now they're tanking. They cut Colt McCoy. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, like Colt McCoy sucks. Like, yeah, well, he's been serviceable over the years. He's had some, but he's yeah, had but he's moments. also getting old now too. Like, he's not even like a young guy. Anymore. He's like in his yeah. low thirties. Like, man, I was riding the Colt McCoy bandwagon coming out of Texas back in the day. I wanted the Vikings to yeah. draft him so well, hard, and he's way worse than you think. He's just you still think of everybody. I say, you know. We think of like Texas Colt McCoy, 
Yeah. And we just assume like, oh, like he's a name. Like I know that name. Like he's probably a good backup still. It's like, yeah. oh, he's not. He's yeah. terrible. Oh, like man. were they really going to win more games with Colt McCoy than they are with Josh Dobbs? No, it's the same same thing. <laughs> anyway. Oh man, this is a great podcast. Wow, it was great. This was fun. This was fun. Like, a lot of great hard nosed conversation. You know, it went from a hypothetical of like tanking for trade. Tra- you know, tanking for Caleb Williams, where like you almost kind of said it with like a smirk on your face, like a joke and well because it's not gonna happen at the end of the day we both like it's not gonna happen but it's an interesting hypothetical but they should they could (laughs) they certainly could well jake thank you for making an appearance on the podcast as always on thursday mornings thank you and wish us luck we have glencoe silver lake a home game today Mm. so you like they tied last year they tied so we'll see every score every game last year was a one score game so they either won or lost by a score. So, I, you know, we could be 500. We could be 8-0. We could be 1-7. and I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, all I know is that when they step on that football field, there's a clearly a coaching mismatch. Should I make a prediction? Yeah. I think. We didn't run it last game. We'll see it. Hopefully no one on Glencoe 8th grade staff listens to this. <laughs> so maybe you don't post until the game, you know, at 415. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Post it right away. <laughs> We're going to score. We, we practiced it this week. Our, uh, our 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 screen. We're gonna eventually you just got to throw the playbook out the window and you know just go out there and make plays. Yeah. Well, no, we're gonna score on our screenplay today. I'm feeling it. We're okay. gonna have our our screen is gonna be a touchdown. Mm. We practice our tackling guard. They're ready to go. We're gonna get it done. Okay. I love it. I That's love the call. I I'll let you the next week it. if it happens. We're if gonna you lose. can take a video of it on your phone and send it over to me <laughs> on the field. Just <laughs> I will have actually actually. The huddle cam is recording tonight because it's just automatic. So it just, yeah. goes, you know, so I will actually have, I'm on huddle now. So I'll have like all the clips. So if we do score, I will be able to like have that clip. Yeah. So we'll see. I would love to see it if it's possible. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for making this podcast part of your day. It's Jake and Tim on Thursdays. As always, check out Hoakland Farms and Snap Fitness of Mayor for amazing deals. If you check out, if you mention the Minnesota Tim podcast. Appreciate you making the podcast part of your day. Rate, review, tell your friends. Have a nice week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.